Welcome back to Terabytes. Today, we've got our very first guest. I'm here with Pantera0x, but he's not the guest. He's been on before. Uh, nothing special there. But we've got Big B from SmartStake. And SmartStake is such a great validator on Terra. They give great updates. If you follow their Twitter, regular updates on statistics and new developments and news. They're basically the written form of Terabytes, but just much more frequent every day. Uh, SmartStake is putting out these great new updates and rundowns that explain the latest things that are happening in Terra, explain the latest statistics on Mirror, all sorts of other things. And uh, they've got a great dashboard, one of the earliest dashboards, I think, on Terra to figure out a lot of the, the numbers of what's going on with the token and, and staking and so on. And I mean, in fact, Nicholas Flamel, you probably know this guy if you're on Twitter. He is one of the major promoters of Terra. He tweets everything, uh, tweets all about Terra all day long, multiple times an hour. And he says, this is the best validator on Terra money. And he does give us terabytes. He throws us a little bit of a bone in a reply, but he says, SmartStake is the best with frequent reporting, helping new community members, and just go and check out terra.smartstake.io. Very helpful. And says, if you don't delegate some Luna to SmartStake, we can't be friends anymore. So we've got this guy who goes by Big B. He runs SmartStake, a validator on multiple chains. He's agreed to come on the show today. We couldn't be more excited. Hey, Big B, how, how are you doing today? Hey, Bites. Thanks for having me here. Uh, very excited to be here. It's the first time I'm doing a podcast. So let's see how it goes. Uh, and thanks for the awesome introduction. Uh, Smart Stake is operated by me as a sole operator. Uh, I've been in the IT space for a long time, uh, 20 plus years actually. But I was always on the fringes of blockchain and uh, 2017 is when I actually uh, started investing in. Um, just like any other community member in any of the chains I participate in, nothing special about the service I offer. Uh, I like to play on the ground. Um, and that's why, you know, I end up receiving a lot of love and support from everybody around uh, in the community. Um, I do provide service in several chains, uh, uh, but unlike many other service providers, I'm not really providing a service as just, you know, throwing a node here and there. I like to get involved uh, in the uh, ecosystem and support it in various ways. Uh, just like what I've been doing in Terra, I have done that same thing in other chains. Uh, what ends up happening somehow naturally, it's not all planned or anything. Uh, I end up uh, getting into a chain and uh, I spend maybe four or five months doing developing lots of things. So it's not that I go into multiple chains at the same time. And uh, Terra, I happened to join at the right time, I guess, in October. Um, it, it was more based on the experience I had elsewhere. So I thought I, the next network I'm going to go in has to be fundamentally very strong. And, you know, Terra simply blew me away in all aspects. So uh, it was instant love. And anything and everything I do is, you know, at the, it's not just because I want my service to grow, but it's also because I fully believe in the network. Um, you don't see me doing the same thing in other chains uh, because I guess it's all about timing as well. So I have spent five months in Harmony doing something similar, not as much uh, uh, promotions on Twitter, uh, but building stuff. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to promote something if there is nothing to promote at a given time. Even in Terra, it was something similar. I was 
promoting it, but not as heavily for the first uh, two months. Uh, but now that there are so many things happening in all aspects, so you know, there's always juicy stuff which you can tweet about. Uh, so that's how it's uh, going. And uh, in return, I have received tremendous love and support from everybody around. And it's, it just feels amazing to be uh, where I am in the Terra ecosystems. And I'm happy to be a contributor. Yeah, well, and all of the love and support you've gotten in the community, I'd say, is very well deserved because even just some of the tweet threads you put out, uh, they're cause for excitement and they're very informative. So I appreciate the work that you've done. And I just want to say one thing. I don't get any love for being a guest on the Terabytes podcast, I guess. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was just just a huge downplay of Pantera, Zero X being on the podcast here. But um, I wanted to ask you about the Terra Analytics dashboard and how did you come up with the idea for the dashboard and what are your plans for uh, updating the dashboard or adding new features to that? Uh, certainly. So um, I, I'll provide a bit of a background before I talk about the Terra Analytics dashboard that I built. So I started off in a project like a year, uh, actually I started maybe two and a half years ago. Um, and a uh, year or so ago, they launched their staking. And I was just a regular community member, but I felt uh, excited about it. And I started my service. And then I felt uh, a bit disappointed because uh, somehow my service and some other services were being reflected poorly, as if you know we are not operating efficiently. So that's how my development journey in the blockchain began. I I said, I'm going to build something and prove that, you know, my service is good um, because they had, you know, it's natural for any new project to have bugs. So uh, their dashboards had some bugs and uh, they were not prompt enough to fix them. So I just built my dashboard. And that's how my journey of building analytics dashboards started. Uh, since then, I've done the same thing in a few other chains. Um, when I joined Terra, I did see that there was already a dashboard from uh, stake.id there's already the staking dashboard from terra itself which is pretty useful so it's not that on day one i had you know plans that i'm just going to build something uh, the way i operate is uh, whether i'm tweeting something whether i'm uh, doing development work it's always driven by an observation so uh, in the instance of uh, the terra analytics dashboard the observations that i had was community was always, and it was a very small community, but very vocal when I joined. And they were always wondering about these uh, supply changes that are happening uh, between Luna and between all the stable coins. And there used to be questions around it. So um, I tend to pick queues like that. And that was my cue to go and build something and uh, which provides uh, an instant answer to a question which every other person is frequently asking. So that's how the supply change related features for Luna and uh, all the stable coins were built in the dashboard. And as we proceeded further, I saw some other question being raised. So I built another feature and another feature and so on. Uh, what you see is a, a very small little dashboard compared to what I've uh, built elsewhere. Uh, right now, I'm kind of in a pause uh, because uh, Mirror launched and uh, I've been working with the 
Ayush and Do about uh, some of the other things that uh, would benefit the community. So I'm right now working on a mirror analytics dashboard uh, by SmartStick. It's still early days. Uh, it started work about 10 days ago. So hopefully you will start seeing incremental rollout of features as I build more and more. Um, so that will be on the mirror front though. Uh, and maybe in about two months time, you will have a full-blown analytics dashboard, much more than what the Terra analytics dashboard currently provides. And once I'm done with that, at that point of time, I'm going to uh, come back and focus on the Terra analytics side and build more. Uh, having said that, um, after I had started working on the mirror analytics dashboard, I saw uh, you know, how the burn was uh, just starting to warm up and I was seeing ex uh, you know, people being very excited about it. So even though I was supposed to work on the mirror analytics dashboard, I said, let's just put it aside. I want to spend a couple more days and you know build some features which everybody uh, is likely to find useful. So that's how I've been rolling. And uh, there will be many, many more things uh, that I'll be uh, building based on where I see uh, community is likely to find value. I'm, I'm not in the business of building just for the sake of building. Right. And have you been um, building most of these things out of the kindness of your heart? Or are you planning on putting any proposals forward, uh, you know, looking for some community funding? How have you been going forward with uh, the way that you're funding these, if at all? Sure. So it depends. Um, there have been few dashboards, which I built, uh, like one for Harmony, uh, the one for IOTEX, which were uh, sponsored by uh, the project team. Um, uh, similarly, the same for OSS, actually. The one for Terra is a bit of a unique uh, journey. Um, Terra had launched the network like a year and a half ago, and I was joining just three, four months ago, right? So it's not easy for a new validator to come and uh, establish themselves uh, when the network is stable for such a long time. So uh, I built it for uh, on my own time. I wouldn't say free because in return, I do get uh, delegations and that has been enough motivation to just keep building in the initial phases. Um, so whatever I built was because I wanted to, you know, establish my service in Terra. So I, in return, I have received a lot more than what I probably contributed. Um, what I'm doing for Mirror, though, is using the uh, the governance mechanisms which are in place in Mirror. So I had a proposal um, which was put forward and it went through the voting so it was uh, approved and that's how I'm working on it. What I do in Terra in future, uh, it's hard to say how it will work out in terms of whether it will be free or not, but whatever it will be, I will still be building. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, that's great. We, I voted for the, uh, the dashboard proposal. We, we actually mentioned it here on the podcast a little bit, um, been following you more and more. It, it's really encouraging to see this level of participation, both in building tools and in just engaging with the community, um, because there's so many validators that, 
you know, run, run on multiple networks, run nodes, and you never even hear from them. You know, it's like they say they have great infrastructure. They have a website. It looks okay, but they never post or comment or reply or, or talk or, or do anything. It seems, uh, now I don't mean to crack on, on them, uh, but it's just been refreshing to see you coming out and, and doing so much for this community. And I actually want to ask you about the Terra ecosystem. And I mean, you're obviously excited about it. Um, you're obviously involved in it and uh, deeply. So you, you know what's going on. Uh, and that takes a lot of work, right? There's not a there's not one news source besides terabytes, but you get things before we do sometimes. There's not one news source to just go to and get all your information. So you must, uh, you know, peruse channels and uh, watch watch certain Twitter tags and all sorts of things to gather information and then compile it for people. Uh, so we really appreciate the time that goes in. And I'm I'm going to I'm going to delegate some to Smart Stake after this as well. Uh, but uh, in this Terra ecosystem. What upcoming development excites you the most? There's so many things coming out. I mean, we've got we've got Saturn money just dropping, and Alice uh, Alice concepts for Alice money, and uh, including a debit card. And we've got uh, Spar now showing us some concepts, and we've got uh, Anchor coming up, and we've got Buzzlink, and we've got. I mean, they're just it's just endless, right? What development or developments excite you the most? And then on the flip side, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges that we're going to face as an ecosystem? Wow, very good question. You know, Terra has delivered from day one. Anything that Terra is touching, I have definitely 100% faith in all of those uh, boosting the ecosystem significantly. Different initiatives by community. I'm very excited for them as they mature and they get uh, closer to rollout. Now, coming back to Terra, uh, they are... uh, monsters they are working in so many different ways so many different directions aspects so many initiatives and it just blows you away having worked in so many other projects i've not seen any project which comes remotely close to how dfl labs is operating uh what got hooked me to the project was chai and it's endless possibilities so i'm still very excited about that although that seems to be kind of uh, outside of the view of the community for the last two, three months since uh, Mirror launched. And Mirror itself is like humongous. I think there are so many potentials for Mirror to go to places. Um, Terraform Capital is actually very interesting as well. They, they are all about adoption. So I think the stable coins and Mirror are really, really going to get adopted with the, the strategies they have. Uh, that approach of funding uh, DeFi projects uh, for the audit, etc. Uh, it's very creative, and I, I have full faith in Do to you know do an awesome job in all of those. Alice Financials, it's a very mysterious kind of product. So I, while I'm excited to see how it unfolds, I don't know whether that alone will. Uh, add significant value to the ecosystem until I hear and understand more about it. Right now, it's you know a very blurry kind of image of uh, a unified experience which is going to be there. But I don't want to have false expectations uh, without knowing much. So I'm a bit uh, you know laid back on how Alice is going to help the ecosystem. I'm definitely uh, very excited about it, but I I don't know how it will. Uh, 
change the value of the ecosystem when it launches i guess time will tell so anchor yeah anchor is something that i think that's going to be totally totally uh, a massive thing for the whole ecosystem it's uh, we don't have precedence of something similar which is outward facing everything that happens in this crypto world is all just inward looking and just focusing on the people who are already in the ecosystem so anchor i think may actually end up changing that at least that's how i see uh of course next few weeks tell us how it's going to unfold challenges challenges is very uh, interesting thing i don't really see huge challenges i don't know how regulation etc may play a role and i'm no expert in these areas i'm just like any other community member so i, I just have opinions and thoughts about everything um i think one thing that i have uh, felt is a uh, lot of community members uh, over the past uh, before mirror blew everything away had some questions about the supply side and i do know uh, based on discussions in the terra network pg group that do has plans to address that uh, right now you know you see this 500 million luna balance in a certain account and which we call uh, tfl holdings and i think sooner or later uh, do is planning to make it bit more uh, transparent as to what uh, luna holdings are for what purpose and so on so i think how we solve that uh, may be a huge boon for the whole ecosystem but at the same time if it is not done correctly it could actually end up uh, you know being the source of fud i mean which is common in every project but i have not seen that happen in uh, terra so that's one area where i'm bit iffy as to how it will be solved but knowing how do goes about it i think uh, it'll do a good job i i well, don't really a- see challenges actually to be honest that's a very small little challenge that i just spoke of Well, we have another one as of half an hour ago. Doe just got married. So, uh we're hoping he won't be uh, too distracted from solving these supply problems. <laughs> Speaking of uh supply problems, you know, one of the things that you are often tweeting about and one of the things that pretty much all eyes of the Luna community are on right now is the Luna supply versus the demand for UST. And it's one of the things that we spoke about in depth last week on the show uh we actually in a hypothetical scenario we're just talking about could the demand for UST uh you know create some sort of insolvency issue in the whole platform uh and we threw around some numbers like well what if luna was $40,000 and uh it kind of spun out of control into a meme across telegram and twitter but regardless of the the memery um you've posted some charts that show that the current liquid supply of luna at the rate that UST is being burnt will run out at some point and I, i think it's like in the next 30 days or maybe even less than that um how do you see that playing out and what do you think the effect that will be on luna um so i posted some charts a couple of days ago maybe last week uh, that you're referring to so those are loaded with assumptions and the assumptions are demand will continue at the current level which we all hope it does and then the second assumption there is the price does not change which is very unlikely to play out if 
somebody keeps picking up Luna from the market and keeps burning, at some point of time, demand will outweigh the supply and the price will start going up. And from that moment on, every time another scoop of Luna is burnt, the price will proportionally keep going up. So I think uh, I Luna will always be available in my view in the market. Uh, worst case, as you were calling it out, one Luna may be worth 40K. Uh, that day will be awesome if we ever reach there. Uh, but where we stand from $6 to 40K, I think there will be lots of uh, uh, USD related demands have to increase dramatically for us to get anywhere close to that. I, I don't really think uh, we will run out of Luna supply. The reason I have been posting about these things is just to uh, try and excite people about it and show them how uh, the way things are is not how they will be, say, few weeks from now, if Luna kept on getting burnt at the same pace. I try not to uh, give interpretations. I try to just state uh, the things that I see as of this moment, uh, even though at times I try to speculate, but I try not to uh, be too interpretive about how I see the future. I let everybody just interpret that on their own. Uh, so that's how, that's why I posted those to just make people think about it. But it's not that, you know, suddenly you will have no Luna in the market. I'm sure uh, we all have some holdings and at some point of time, all of us will cash out some of it. So if we are able to cash out at the, say, $100 mark or 200 or whatever, it's all going to be awesome. But there will always be somebody who will be willing to sell some Luna in return to have some nice amount of it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, it's the, the principle of the system. It's the curve. Uh, there could be just, I was mentioning this earlier, there could be just one Luna left and it would be fine. <laughs> you know, the system could continue working. Uh, we'd just be selling tiny fractions of Luna and minting minting US dollars from tiny fractions. Now, now we have another episode with the 40,000 meme. So we're going to get even more pushback, but that's great. We actually, we have a meme contest out, uh, self-pitch here. We have a meme contest out for where you can win some, some Luna. It's only like 25, but that could be a million dollars if we get to 40,000. Uh, so uh, in, in, uh, make the best Luna Hammer 40K meme and uh, and you might win some Terra. But anyway, back to our guest here, Big B, uh, you you run validators on on a lot of other chains and well, well several other chains, right? And uh, you could go to smartstake.io to see what what other chains. And I've been uh, interested in, in some of these other chains as well over the past uh, year or two. And um, you mentioned Harmony, but also Iodix, Matic, which I think is now Polygon. I don't know if their chain is still called Matic or not. Um, Cryptocom and Kava and, and Oasis to uh, Rose. We all want demand for UST to go up. And part of the the pitch for UST demand, right? Part of the the uh, the prospects that UST has is the idea that it's multi-chain. UST can be used over on Ethereum right now, and it can be used on Binance Smart Chain. And we have proposals out to improve, or at least uh, ideas out to improve the bridges, make them more decentralized and so on. Um, and then to integrate with Solana and to integrate with Polkadot and have UST all over the place, right? Anchor savings powered by UST and not just on Terra, 
but on Polkadot, on Solana, perhaps on Ethereum, and uh, on Binance Smart Chain, right? And becoming this cross-chain stablecoin like like several of the other stablecoins are. Do you have any thoughts of how we might like promote to these other chains you're interested in uh, about integrating UST on that chain? Have you thought about uh, doing that yourself since there's a bounty out uh, for for UST integration into other protocols as well? Um, so what I have uh, discovered uh, is like most of the projects that I'm on, somehow the uh, executives, they all know each other. Um, I right. don't know how it happened. Maybe uh, it's because uh, IOTEX, Harmony, OSS, uh, they are all from the Silicon Valley area. Terra obviously uh, is not from US, but I do know the Harmony folks uh, know Do, uh, and they know each other. IOTEX and Harmony folks and OSS, they all know each other. There have been uh, times when I had some opportunities and I spoke to uh, them, not necessarily about Terra, but whatever was on my mind. And certainly uh, time and again, I think of, uh, you know, why are these guys not using uh, USD or other products, uh, offerings of Terra and integrate them on their network. Uh, but knowing that they already know each other, I'm not really proposing anything. Uh, when it comes to me building something, uh, that's obviously always possible, but I'm a sole operator. And you have seen my level of involvement is much deeper in the chains I'm active in. And I am active in others as well. It's not that, you know, I'm only spending my time in Terra. Um, maybe Harmony as well. I'm relatively active. Um, and then I'm doing dev work as well. So besides managing the nodes and dev work and community involvement, there is hardly any time left to pick on more. Uh, I could certainly do all of that, but uh, time <laughs> is a very difficult commodity to get hold of. Yeah, of course, we appreciate all you do. And it's quite a lot for a one-man shop, um, devving community and and so on. Um, where do you think we go from here? Do you have uh, do you have something? I know you mentioned a little bit more about proposals in the future and and the dashboard which you got approved as a mirror protocol proposal. Is uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell the community? Where our listener numbers are, are growing, and um, obviously we want to tell them go vote for Smart Stake, go follow Smart Stake, go retweet Smart Stake. Um, but uh, is there anything uh, that you're you're working on now that excites you, or an, an update to the the dashboard or something that you'd like to talk more about? Yeah, so the mirror analytics dashboard, I've, uh, I'm working on its backend, so I don't know how exactly it will look like, but I, I'm really excited about it because it will provide uh, uh, everybody to visualize different aspects of mirror similar to how they are able to visualize some of the aspects that are available on their analytics dashboard. So I, I, I actually uh, feel like this is probably the most involved analytics works that I've taken on. Uh, so I'm very excited about the work, but I'm I'm very positive that uh, whatever questions the community has, majority of them will be answered with the dashboard that I'll build. Uh, hopefully, everybody will like it. Uh, when it comes to your podcast, you are doing an awesome job. Um, I don't know if you have heard me say this in TG, etc., but one thing that lacks in Terra, um, and I've mentioned it to a few folks is uh, there are not enough uh, 
community uh, validators. Uh, and I consider myself also a community validator. I'm not as professional validator as others are. Uh, at least I don't visualize myself that way. So it's really great that you guys are also, uh, if I can call you a community validator. Kara seriously lacks community validators. And I always have thoughts about uh, why some things are the way they are. And my uh, belief is it's related to the slashing mechanisms that are in place. So if uh, a validator has a downtime, then they get slashed uh, 0.01%. So while the slashing per downtime may be a small little thing, but there is a corresponding loss of reputation that happens whenever you know somebody will get slashed for downtime and maybe a community validator can survive uh, one round of slashing but if they go through the same slashing event twice or so it's hard for them to survive so when i joined the network i saw that there was no real active community validator and i think that's because of that and we have already seen that happen actually so I'm really excited that you are here. And now that the network is growing, there hopefully will be more. And I do have intentions to put forward a proposal to just get rid of that uh, downtime slashing because you know it will never ever uh, be good for a community validator to have sustainable service. There will be a point of time when a non-professional validator will experience a downtime. So. I'm hopeful that we'll have such a proposal passed and we'll have more validators like yourself and like SmartStake who can probably contribute in various ways. And I'm hoping to see our small little community of community validators grow from the two numbers that you and I are on the call. Uh, I'm not really expecting you to actually uh, uh, help uh, reach SmartStake to newer community members. Uh, on the other hand, I would definitely encourage uh, everybody who supports SmartStake to also support Terabytes because you are doing an awesome job and we do need validators like you who are contributing to the ecosystem in various ways. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we'll continue supporting each other. And I mean, anyone else thinking of starting a community validator? There is one that's designed to fund t uh, Twitter um, advertisements. Uh, I think it's it's Luna Maximum. Well, no, there's a there was a Lunatics validator for a minute, and I don't see it anymore. Maybe they're maybe they've renamed. Um, they but down. anyway, they shut down. Well, wow, that was that was quick. Now, I mean, there is some some chops involved. You've got to have some sysadmin experience. Uh, you've got to to set up not just uh, not just Terra running, but also an Oracle uh, feed price oracles reliably. Um, in order to to be a validator on the network, uh, but there's there's a good guide out right on the Teradox, and then there's another guide that uh, Block Forty Two put out that it's a little bit older, but it's a good supplement, a supplementary guide, and uh, you can run through that and get running yourself before you ask anyone to vote for you. Uh, run for a little while, and it's it's not all that expensive to be a validator to run a validator machine on the network. Um, so anyway, yeah, definitely hope that there's more community community participation. Um, Pantera, you had a question? Yeah, I wanted to ask, and I know that we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier when we we were saying what projects are you or which projects are you most excited about? Um, 
but I know that there was news that just came out that Mirror is now open source. And I was wondering if you had seen that and what your opinion is on that. And the reason I ask is because I, not that I don't, not that I think the Mirror interface is bad. I mean, I think it's sleek and it's awesome, but with new um, kind of all-in-one platforms seemingly coming out like Alice or like um, the Saturn, which we saw a video demo, do you see the community maybe eventually moving away from Terraform Labs projects and into these community-based projects where they just, even Anchor Protocol, maybe they turn that into an open source thing and allow anybody to integrate these things into uh, whatever their products end up being? So almost everything that uh, TFL has done, maybe apart from anything like Chai, etc., it's all on GitHub. I've not analyzed the code, but I do expect everything is already open source. That tweet that you're referring to, I thought it was for the mirror wallet. Yes, it's for the mirror wallet application. Right. So uh, I just have this mirror analytics dashboard uh, approved uh, through governance, right? As part of that dashboard, I am supposed to make it open source. So almost anybody who's building on the ecosystem, uh, whether AFL, whether outsiders like me, they are all providing open source code for whatever products they build. Um, but coming to that other aspect of your question, AFL, uh, I think maybe about two, three months ago, we had a few discussions with the TFL about uh, uh, the supply aspects of Luna and so on. And how uh, you know it was envisage on day one of launch of uh, Terra Network versus where we stand today, and how some of uh, uh, those supply dynamics uh, you know don't lead to uh, transparency, or rather maybe lead to some sort of confusion about what part of the supply is meant for what. So they um, at that point of time, though, in an AMA mentioned that he's looking to move this whole structure towards a DAO, uh, decentralized autonomous organization, I guess. Um, so he's already uh, very keen on moving in that direction. Uh, so sooner or later, I think that will become a priority and we may see a very different sort of structure at play, uh, Touchwood. And at that point of time, while TFL will continue to uh, be the major player in the ecosystem. I do think, uh, given how they launched Terraform Capital, given how much uh, community spend is available on Mirror as well as uh, Terra Network, I do think more and more uh, independent projects will continue to emerge and boost this infrastructure to a different level. Just like what we are seeing with Spar and uh, Saturn. I think we are just at the beginning. There could be hundreds of those. In fact, Doe actually had a tweet uh, about a month ago where she was saying six months from now, the whole Cosmos ecosystem, uh, there was a tweet about that, uh, which showed like maybe 100 projects. Uh, he was saying just Terra alone will look half of that. So I, I guess that's where we are moving towards where uh, TFL may continue to be the backbone of everything Terra but we will see more and more players emerging. Some small people like me, solo operators doing something and some corporations which are uh, building uh, DeFi products or other products on top of the network. 
we have seen a lot of like decentralizing tendencies recently with Doe. Uh, another one I think of, well, he, he clearly mentioned we need to decentralize the bridges, for example, um, and just pushing more and more for everything to be uh, a proposal on Luna, a proposal on Mirror, even if they are dark flighting it, even if they're, uh, they're coding it ahead of time, like a governance proposal to pass uh, and just make this thing more and more like a decentralized organization. And an interesting, uh, something that, that Doe tweeted today regarding this open sourcing of Mirror Wallet is, was let the user farming begin. And maybe, uh, maybe, maybe some listeners haven't heard of this. I don't think we've mentioned it or tweeted about it, but a while back on, on some of his podcast, uh, rounds, Doe was talking about user farming in like, uh, if you build a cool new version of the mirror wallet or, or like a cool application that uses mirror protocol, uh, then there's going to, they're, they're thinking about ideas to incentivize user farming, basically like you incentivize people to fork and bring more users in and get some kind of incentive that way. I don't think there've been any more details on that, but the fact that Doe mentioned it again today means that it hasn't disappeared. It hasn't dropped from their, their discussions. Uh, it's still something that they're they're considering. Uh, so I I don't know that that's really interesting to me is like user farming users. Hey, go fork this. Go make it. I mean, I mean, not not fork it into a different chain for those of us who aren't those of us our listeners who aren't technical. Not fork into a different coin, but go and take the Mirror Wallet mobile app and. Uh, take that code and make modifications and improvements and deploy your own app. And if you bring users in, you get some incentive. Uh, I think that's a fascinating way to grow an ecosystem. But if something like that came out and there was great incentive to build a, uh, you know, to, to user farm, would you consider, uh, would you consider putting together a little team or outsourcing some, some help or something and, and uh, not just being a sole operator? Um, uh, regarding before I respond to that, uh, I hundred percent agree with that user farming thing uh, and the background that you shared. I've seen do, do that, um, but then there are so many aspects which you know, I'm sure keep is uh, keep do busy all day long, and we don't get to hear about some of these things more often. I think that's hundred percent accurate. That's his uh, my, my interpretation as well regarding his vision, and hopefully we'll see more and more people build stuff. I'm in a happy place, man. Uh, I have uh, a day job. I have this validator service and all the dev work. And I have a family as well. So um, I'm not, while I'm passionate about everything I do, I actually end up turning some of the dev work away because of lack of capacity. So it is a very pertinent question that I ask myself as well. But I am not set up at this time to expand, uh, hopefully soon. Um, I know I'm missing out on opportunities. I, I could be, instead of like all these analytics dashboards, they are uh, more of a supporting service for any ecosystem. They are not really the driver of the ecosystem per se. I definitely want to be building something which is actually helping the ecosystem uh, move forward, not just be a support. But I'm not set up to be that right now. And I don't know when that will change. Before we wrap up, are there any questions you have for us, for us as terabytes or for, for either of us? No questions. Um, I, I'll just say that uh, what you guys have started is uh, awesome. 
the community definitely needed something like this maybe make it more frequent uh, so that i don't have to do those write ups uh, uh, i i am always a fan of uh, uh, listening to or talking to people uh, instead of you know writing these boring things on twitter so i do look forward to more and more podcasts that you will produce and uh, it's great that you also started a validator service i hope Uh, your validator service continues to grow don't uh, i don't know how it's growing right now but if you ever uh, need any ideas about how to grow it um, i i can certainly provide you some inputs on that but you're doing an awesome job so i have no doubt that you will continue to grow Thank you Big B. It's been great having you on Terabytes. I'm sure you'll be back and you you mentioned you want more stuff from from Terabytes. Well, now we've got the duo discussions with Pantera and I. We've got the news bites and we've got a guest schedule. You're our very first guest. I've already got the next one lined up as well uh from more of an investment technical uh like macro perspective. Um and uh and I think that that's going to be great to make sure you join in and listen. But first, Go ahead and check out the links in the show notes. We've got a link to smartstake.io. We've got a link to the analytics dashboard. We've got a link where to where you can vote uh, for Smartstake, delegate some of that Luna to Smartstake, and support the great work that Big B is doing, the great work that Big B will do uh, in the future to help this ecosystem. I'll see you next time on Terabytes. Terabytes.